Hello, America. It's Friday, and that means Mr. Bill O'Reilly is joining us. Hello, Bill. How are you? Um, I'm a little agitated this week, a little overworked. A little overworked? Yeah. Oh, America is, is weeping for the I know. Work you're doing. I mean, I got a lot going on here, yeah, Beck. I know. And uh, I'm way ahead of all the stories. All um, right. So let's and start. I know with... you're not paying attention, so I'm, I'm happy to be here <laughs> to enlighten you. So let's start with the whistleblower. Let's start with his attorney, yeah. okay? Yeah. Who apparently has been plotting a coup against the president since 2017. I'm shocked, mm-hmm. aren't you? No, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally so shocked. So this is exactly the same playbook, exactly the same, that was used with Brett Kavanaugh. There is no difference. So Take me remember, through it. Take it through me. Take it through okay. it for us. A woman named Christine Ford yes. surfaced mm-hmm. with terrible allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. She brought them to Senator Feinstein in California, who took in the information, did not say anything to anyone for months, and directed Ms. Ford to the most radical left attorney in the country, a woman named Melinda Katz Mm -hmm. in Washington, Mm D.C., whereupon they dropped the bomb on Kavanaugh. Okay, everybody remember that. Whistleblower takes his complaint to Adam Schiff. Which does not include quid pro quo at the time. Okay. Whatever the complaint was, instead of filing or holding a press conference or going to superiors or wherever, he goes to Adam Schiff, Mm -hmm. who sits on the complaint back, as Senator Feinstein did, and then directs the whistleblower. To the most radical attorney, political guy, Mark Zaid in Washington, D.C., a close friend of Melinda Katz. Do you see it? Is it starting to unfold in front of your eyes? It's like, it's like, it's like you're Doug Henning, the Canadian okay, magician. It's so magical. And I'm going to break out of a suitcase in a moment. All right, good. Okay, now, this is directed, and I can't say the group on the air, but I know who the group is because the group did it to me. Both Blasey Ford and the whistleblower. All of this was contrived, and it was well executed in the the way I just laid out to you. There is no denying any of it. So the whistleblower really isn't a whistleblower. He, and I have named him and unmasked him on BillOReilly.com, I have taken my audience through who he is. He is a political activist working for the CIA. That's who he is. All right? And he knows all of the activist groups in Washington, D.C. Knows them all because they all coordinate. All right? And that's how he got into the picture. And I'm going to show you next week, just a side note, I'm going to show you next week, um, why the CIA uh, coordinates with all of the political act, uh, active uh, groups uh, and why they know all of these things, especially why the State Department knows this. Wait until you see the deeper connections there. But go ahead, Bill. All right. Well, there's a cadre of people within the CIA, within the State Department, within national intelligence that are sympathetic to the liberal Democratic um, agenda. 
And that's what the Justice Department is going to unmask with the John Durham investigation. We've already seen it in the FBI. We already know it exists. But the whistleblower is part of that. Now, if you are a federal whistleblower, or masquerading as one, but you're really a political activist working to destroy a presidency, you are not entitled to any protections, Beck. No protections, which is why, on my news service, I named the man. Now, why Fox News and the networks and everybody else doesn't do it is beyond my comprehension. They all know, because I told them, exactly what this is. This is activism. Blasey Ford is an activist. Her own attorney admitted it about a month ago, and he said, oh, it's anti-abortion. That's why we wanted to get Kavanaugh out of there. He's not sympathetic to abortion. She slipped and said it. So, enter Don Jr. going on The View. A huge mistake, even though I know I did it, because I did it. I don't Have you ever been on The View, Beck? I have, once. Okay. Oh, it was memorable, Bill. You would have loved this one. Yeah, you would have. Uh, Glenn was like dying of sickness the, this day, and then he got yelled at by what was it? Whoopi? Was it Whoopi over a no, train? No, it was. Yeah, it was Whoopi. Remember, I <laughs> did the whole thing about uh, uh, Barbara Walters being like a bat and swooping in, mm. and she was very offended. So I, I had to go up against Barbara Walters, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, and Joy Behar, and they all lied about something. I had the goods on. In fact, I had, remember it was that they were holding a train in New York with their seats and they said, how dare you say that? And I said, I was there. I saw you. I tried to sit in those seats because I got there before you (laughs) and Amtrak wouldn't let me. I even got Amtrak to go on record saying, yeah, that's, that's what we did. That's right. I remember that. It was was crazy. Yeah. Called you a liar. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. All right. So you remember when I, I was on there a number of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, and the big walk off oh, yeah. when, uh, when uh, Behar and Goldberg walked off the set, oh, yeah, which, that's I, right. which I wanted, which I applauded. I, yeah, I know. I know. All right. Now, the only reason that I went on that show is because of Barbara Walters, and Barbara Walters was uh, fair to me. And I knew going on uh, The View that those people watching The View aren't going to buy my books, but it would get onto the Internet, and then mm-hmm. that's why Donald Jr. did it. Mm-hmm. So he's got a book out. He wants people to buy the book. He knows nobody's going to buy the book watching The View. But uh, all of this stuff that's going to happen, and he knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but he wasn't prepared. He wasn't well prepared, unfortunately. Don Jr., if he had called me, I could have gotten him through it, but he wasn't well prepared. So anyway... He goes on there, and the first thing that happens is Abby Huntsman, who used to work for Fox News, starts lacing him about the whistleblower because Don Jr. Uh, said his name in a tweet. Now, all Don Jr. had to say was what I just told you and Stu. He's not a whistleblower. He's an activist. All right? That's who he is. He's not entitled to any protections. And I'm a private citizen. If I want to out him, I can out him. There's no law that says I can't, even though that other idiot, Hostin, we go, oh, you broke the law. No, he didn't. The law only applies to federal agencies, not individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this whole thing, the view, I mean, that's like going into an opium den in Taiwan. <laughs> that's what it's like. Well, if the opium I mean, that's den how much had... is going to be uttered. If... You're not going to get any rationality there, any truth, any anything. It's, you basically go in and they throw jello at you. Yes. 
Well, okay. and and Joy Behar also is like a little chihuahua that's just yipe, 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 all the way through. <laughs> just... You know, but you you can't euthanize her like you could. No, you would not want to. No, you would not no, I, talk about that. For no, sure. hang on just no. a second. I, I just I want to play because Joy Behar. I said this about her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yipe, yipe, yipe. and she actually has made a statement. Sarah, could you play the uh, Joy Behar response? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So all of this stuff has now made the impeachment for next week. And by the way, I think I'm going to talk to you guys on Thursday right after the impeachment. I hope we can work that out next week. Okay. So I can, you know, weigh in with my perspicacity on it. But it has made this a carnival. Now it's a carnival. It's not a serious political hearing. It's not something that would improve the nation, uh, a stellar uh, exposition of democracy. It is a carnival. Okay, so okay? let me take a, let me take a one minute break and come back and ask you about the timing of this carnival. So it will go to really why are they doing this? They don't okay. really have a case. Why are they doing it? Why are they doing it right before the holidays when everybody's going to tune out? I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear yours uh, coming up in uh, just a second. So I talked to somebody on uh, Capitol Hill yesterday, talked to a couple of people, and um, uh, and I asked them, I said, so what, is, what are the Democrats doing? What, what do they have? And he said, they don't have anything, Glenn. There's nothing new here. Um, it's, it's really nothing for the president to worry about at this point. A, do you agree with that? Um, what do your sources tell you? And if that is the case, why are they moving forward with it? And if it's not the case, why would they move forward with impeachment now when you're approaching the holidays and so everybody's interest is going to be elsewhere? Bill O'Reilly. And I don't have a, an astute assistant like Stu sitting next to me with the, uh, you know. <laughs> That's me, the astute me. assistant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So there isn't anything that would rise to the removal of a president. Everybody knows that unless something else uh, comes out right now. It's not even going to be close in the Senate. McConnell already has his game plan. He's not going to tell anybody, but it's a quick strike dismissal. Uh, don't even know if they'll vote. They're just going to get rid of it. Okay, stop, stop, Why? stop. Yep. Doesn't that hurt the Republicans? No, because the American, the American public is tuning out of this. All right, now cable news will get decent ratings next week for the first hearing. But they've had enough. If you look at the polls, uh, people aren't buying this. Only the zealots are buying it because they want them out. All but, right, isn't it. It, but isn't it worth the Senate putting an end to this by bringing those people up to testify? They know what they're going to nah, say. Nah, wait, nah, wait, wait, wait. Listen to, to me. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do it. They would already think, have done it, Beck. They would already have had committee hearings and subpoenas if they wanted to do that. It's they a just mistake. Want to get rid of it. Then it's a mistake right. because I mean, you're letting the be DNC. You're letting the DNC use a foreign government to be able to influence our elections. We don't care right. about collusion anymore. Then back, back, God, you just <laughs> Stu, try to get him back. All right, I'll, try I'll, to get him back. I will All astutely right. do that. Okay. <laughs> The Republicans know this is bull, and they want to get rid of it as fast as possible. And here's how they know. The reason this is happening at all 
is because the Democrats have no one to run against Trump next year. Mm -hmm. They have no one. So to mask that disaster, to keep the unbelievably incompetent candidates away from the public, they have launched this impeachment with the very slender hope that maybe they could get something, which is not happening. That's why they're doing it, because Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke and Castro and Klobuchar, nobody likes them, Beck. All right. (laughs) They have nobody. Every time Joe Biden opens his mouth, we find out that his cousin or niece got a million dollars from Tanzania. All right. It they can't put them out so they Stop. want to get yeah, me want to mask it and correct. that's why this is happening correct so why not a teach them a lesson that you cannot do this to uh, a, a political system you can't do this to a country you can't you can't come but out with it. hang coming. on let me speak bill that's o'reilly coming back. <laughs> why coming. not why not also expose what they were really doing and taking all of these lousy candidates, Bernie Sanders, yes. Warren, and everybody else, and if you have the impeachment hearing in the Senate, they must be there. So you take them off the campaign trail, you discredit all of the DNC, you discredit and you end once and for all this nonsense of, of, uh, of Donald Trump colluding because number one the press would never report it honestly number two it would take all the oxygen out of the room for what five months six months before all of this is done they just want to get rid of it because they think that Trump can take it on his own and ram it down their throats which he will and that the Justice Department in the spring Durham is going to show all this and indict people. Well, if so that why is, if they that is, they're doing it. If when that the is, department's going to do it. If that's true, then yeah, that's, uh, then I then I would agree with it. I don't. Well, that's the track, Beck. That's that's why Pompeo goes to. I'm sorry. That's why the Attorney General Barr goes to Italy. We talked about this last week. Do you not remember what we said last week? Oh my week? gosh, Bill O'Reilly, don't play this game with me. <laughs> don't play this game with me. <laughs> you you know as knows, I have been. Repo- I have been waiting for IG reports. We've been waiting for anyone. I talk to people on Capitol Hill, and the stuff that they don't know is going on is remarkable. And these are very well-informed people. So I'll believe it when I see it. It's going to be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Horowitz will eke out whatever he wants. He's just he's a deep stater. But I have some confidence in Barr and Durham that they are. uh, And I think that'll happen. Why why Uh, do you think uh, I could be wrong on that? I could be wrong. But that's what the Senate Republicans are banking on. Bill, do you buy the reports that uh, Barr was asked to come out and say publicly that Trump did not break any laws and decided to refuse that request? Was that in the Washington Post, too? <laughs> it was in one of your favorite sources. Yeah. 
if it was in the Washington Post, I don't believe it. <laughs> it might be true, well, but I don't believe anything in that newspaper. They also Nothing. reported the Nationals won the World Series. Do you believe that? Uh, I saw that with my own eyes, okay. though. All right. All right, so that reportage didn't even have to happen. <laughs> I, you know, and believe me, Stu, that wasn't an anonymous source about the Nats. All right, we saw it. <laughs> That's true. So whenever you see anonymous sources in the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, don't believe it. <laughs> All right, uh, back with more from uh, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. He has his new book, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. It's on sale now. It's a must read. Pick it up. The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Back in just a couple of minutes with more of the news of the week and Bill O'Reilly's recap. You're listening to uh. Glenn. We're with... Uh, Bill O'Reilly uh, talking about the the Trump impeachment bill doesn't doesn't the uh, Senate not taking on the impeachment if it's sent over uh, by the House, which I think it will. And you agree that I think it you, you think it will. Um, doesn't that give the ammunition to the other side? By saying, see, they were just so corrupt, they wouldn't even consider anything. They wouldn't even let it go to trial. I don't think so. I think that the Republicans at this point feel that uh, they're never going to get a fair shake uh, in the media. It's not going to be reported accurately. And any kind of attention that is uh, devoted to it, exculpatory attention, won't be reported accurately, and, and the word will never get out to the folks. So they want to get rid of it as soon as they can get rid of it, and I, I believe that's what will happen. You know what's really interesting? Um, I'm doing a few selected shows around the country called the Understanding Trump Tour, mm-hmm. and the first one was in Boston, sold out, and I do Q&A after I explain you know, who Trump is and why he does what he does, and it's not an excuse tour on Donald Trump at all. It's basically an offshoot of the uh, United States to trump my book. But the questions are fascinating because you would think that a, 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 most of the people who come to an understanding Trump tour would be people who like Trump. That's not necessarily the case. There are a lot of independents in there who really want to know certain things. Uh, they want the truth. They want the truth, all right? And you're, what you are doing is you are saying, well, the Senate might provide that truth to them. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. But the Senate has no expectation that whatever they did would be reported accurately, which is astounding when you think about that. You can't even get a story reported truthfully in this country anymore. And you can't if it involves Donald Trump. If you have a Senate hearing and it is a trial with the chief justice of the Supreme Court sitting in as the judge. Uh, it is such a historic moment that absolutely you will have people tuning in to live television, even if they have to watch it on the Internet. And and uh, exposing this truth gives power to the people where it belongs. And so you're assuming 
that it would be a cut and dried presentation. And that's not the case. You would have people in there, mm-hmm. uh, as we've already seen, former ambassador to Ukraine, this person, that person. John Bolton may turn on Donald Trump. That's possible. So you could have a bloodbath on both sides. And the calculation is being made is that the bloodbath doesn't help the Republican Party. They think they're going to win, Beck. They think that this impeachment has now been adjudicated by the court of public opinion. Most Americans think it's not fair and that they are sympathetic to Trump at this point. That's the calculation that's being made by the Republican Party. Well, I I stopped trusting the Republican Party a, a long I don't trust them either, but it's time. not a foolish calculation. You got a guy like John Bolton go in and rip up Trump. That's not going to help the president, all right, particularly in a Senate trial. So uh, to me, as a, as a person who is interested in the truth, I can tell you this. There's not enough to remove a sitting president. It isn't even close. All right. Tell the me. Media. Tell okay. me. T- let me switch. Let me Go switch uh, topics. Tell me about yes. your your thoughts on the the massacre victims on the U.S. border. Okay, so this is a really really good story, um, and the story is that the twenty five cartel drug cartels in Mexico pretty much are going to do whatever they want to do. That's the headline of the story. And these would, poor nine American women and children who were slaughtered by the cartel. Would you okay. would you agree that Mexico is either in its last stage or a failed state and has become a narco state, a, a cartel uh, that state? Happened, that happened 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So Mexico is out of control in the sense that it cannot control the drug cartels. And they do what they want to do. Now, there is a solution to this problem. And the solution is for President Trump to designate the 25 cartels as terror organizations, Mm -hmm. whereby we can drop drones on them tomorrow. And we can send in special forces, as we did in Syria, to shoot them in the head. All right? Now, if I were the president, I would put that to Congress. I would want Congress to vote on it. And see who says, no, the drug cartels are not terrorist organizations. You want to hurt the Democrats? There you go. Now, Trump can do that by executive order. He can say, we're designated them, but I would do it, try to get the Congress to to vote on it, to expose them. Mm -hmm. Now, why hasn't that been done, Beck? Why hasn't it been done? Because Trump threatened to do it last May. Why hasn't he done it? Stu, Beck. <laughs> don't know. I don't, don't know. know. You do, though. Oh, mm-hmm. and that is why you have me on your fine program every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. It took you 45 minutes, but we finally found it. <laughs> All right. All right. A deal has been made. Obrador, the very weak president of Mexico, doesn't want the designation because it makes him and his government look weak. The Americans, the Yankees, have to come down here and solve our problems. So what he did was, back channel, said, if you don't do it, I'll put the Mexican army 
on the southern and northern border and stop the migrants. And that's exactly what happened. All right. You should write a book about Trump. You you, you have some interesting understanding on the guy. Listen, uh, Bill. Let me give wait, you. A, wait a minute, Beck. What? That I just broke a huge story. I know. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on! I gave you a pl- I was going to give you an opportunity to plug your book. Oh my god! And you haven't even jumped in to do it. This is no, not a national I'm, I'm interest. Just, I'm, I'm, isn't that an amazing story? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And, and that's why you buy the United States. Thank you. All right, there you, go. there you go. There you go. Thank you. All right, Bill. Because we have amazing story after amazing story after amazing story. <laughs> so go then ahead. I want you to confirm. I want you to confirm yes. this. Yes. This is my theory. When uh, Trump, you know, just gave Turkey all this land, all the media was saying, what did he get? He got something in return. There was a there was a quid pro quo there. there he must have gotten something for his hotel in, in Istanbul or something. Something <laughs> happened, okay? So they were all on that. Nothing nothing pans yeah, out you know what as got? usual. You know what he got? I do. I think he- that I think the Turks gave him the leader of ISIS. Go in, kill him. That's what they got. Well, that was the exchange. True. I don't. I don't know. I've not heard I, anyone I say heard. that. <laughs> no, I haven't heard it either, Beck. Yeah. And and maybe it's true, but yeah. I know what else he got. What? Uh, how did how, how did, did I everyone miss that? Together? How did everyone that's miss a that? Fascinating. Now, now Bill O'Reilly would not engage in such speculation. No, because of course that's not. Bill's that's totally. But, but I, I, I know what what he what he got. What did he get? And hummus. No. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, there you go. That's what you get when you read the Bill O'Reilly book. <laughs> now with hummus. <laughs> Tons of hummus jokes in the United States. All right. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be uh, speaking at? What What other uh, cities? A week, um, um, a week from tonight, I'll be in Palm Desert, sold out. Um, and then on Saturday, a week from tomorrow, Mesa, Arizona. About 200 tickets left for the Understanding Trump Tour. Go to BillOReilly.com. I'll link you right over. And I want to do a show with you, Beck. Will you consider that in early 2020, an election show? Mm. Uh, I don't know, Bill. I'm already committed to a, to a cruise with you. I know. I <laughs> yeah. know. And that, that's and that was crazy. That's I invited you too, on right? that. <laughs> What'd you say? That, that sold out, too, I think, right? It did, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It sold out. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'd consider it, Bill. Of course I would. Okay. All right. Because I think that you and I have to bring wisdom to the nation well, in next year's vote. Yeah. We, do you need an astute assistant for this uh, particular uh, show, Bill? Yes, I, I have everything you said. We just need to get Beck and uh, his attention. Do you know how hard it is to get Glenn Beck's attention? Yes. Do you it, have any clue? I, I mean, he's, ra- he's wandering things. around, yeah. target practice. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill O'Reilly. Thank you very much, Bill O'Reilly. See you next week. You bet from BillOReilly.com. Uh, I thought of that uh, last week. Have an experience. It. I was we're right in the middle of writing a book mm. and I said to the guys yesterday hey let me try this theory out have you guys heard anybody say this and they were they looked at each other just like you did and went wait a oh my I mean I, yeah uh, holy cow yes this is one of those points that's so good that I'm mad at, I'm more mad at myself for not thinking of it than yeah. you for I'm like impressed well, I by you honestly <laughs> I've been so we're in this special and yeah. we're finishing this book and I haven't had chance to run even that by you know it, some of our our experts like Jason. I haven't even said that to Jason. 
And I know Jason would look at me and go, oh, my gosh, I bet I could prove that. Because uh, I think that's what. Yeah, because, I mean, we, we said on the air a hundred times, like, the, the, the way the, the turkey thing went down yeah. didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Unless he did, did unless, it for a reason. Like, he got something. What's his reason? That, yeah. We what, went that far. Unless he why, got something. What did we, we get about. out of this? And then, like, the huge story breaks. Baghdadi's dead. And we're like, ah, oh, man. Well, I wonder what happened with that turkey thing. That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it sure does. It really does. It does. Huh. All right. Simply safe. Welcome to the uh, program. So glad uh, that you're here. I, I, I wish the president had someone that could help make the case for him. Uh, you know, somebody who was a good spokesperson or somebody in the Republican Party that was a good spokesperson because the president is just not able to make this case to the people. And the GOP is even worse. They're worse. I'm listening to them on television trying to make and and they're they're just focused on all of the wrong things. All of the wrong things. And I don't know who's doing strategy, but it's not good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, this has not been handled well. And it started, I think, centrally when they decided to put all of the focus on creating this goal line of whether there was a quid pro quo or not. Mm. I mean, look, the quid pro quo one of the first things we brought up when they when they said you know no quid pro quo and then it was well i don't know maybe we'll find one and that was going back and forth and we said S take a breath for a second the american people don't know the story at all they have no knowledge of any of the background of this story all the way up to and leading to your first special which you can get at blaze tv.com uh promo code glenn uh but leading up to all that information was one of the nuggets of that was the thing, I think, at first on earth, I think, by John Solomon, which was the video of Joe Biden standing there on stage bragging about a quid pro quo to influence an investigation in Ukraine. It was the exact thing they were, they were, they were accusing Donald Trump of was the whole Ukraine story, or at least the very nugget of it at the beginning. It he was already on tape admitting his guilt to the thing they were trying to find. And instead of saying, look, quid pro quo in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's what's the motivation behind it, right? The motivation behind a quid pro quo with Burisma to me smells an awful lot like he's trying to help his son make $50,000 a month for no reason. Mm hmm. This is one where we're talking about the United States taxpayers losing $7 billion, and we're trying to make sure we can get that back or at least not lose another billion. And we want to know about the corruption, and central to that storyline happens to be the guy who may run uh, or may blow his, uh, his and, primary. And which one is more in the interest of the United States citizen? Somebody who says, don't look for that $7 billion. Stop looking for it right now, or we're not going to give you another billion. Or, uh, I need you to look into the $7 billion, uh, otherwise I'm not going to give you another $500 billion. Option B. Option B. Mm -hmm. Option B, every day of the week, it, you wake people up in the middle of the night. So Option B. Instead of saying, yes, there's a quid pro quo, but it was for really good reasons, and here they are. 
it was, you'll never find a quid pro quo because there wasn't any. Well, you've got multiple of multiple of your own aides and officials who've been texting each other for six months about how it because, was a quid pro quo. It's because the, the media edited all of the other stuff out sure. and made it only about Biden. And so what he's saying now is there was no Biden quid pro quo. Right. There was that- me saying as the president, I want answers on these mm-hmm. things before we give you any more money. That's the job of the president. And that's what this story is really all about. And that's what the Republicans need to start saying. You're listening to-